The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're catching up with Golden State Mining, the gold, lithium and base metals explorer with a focus, as its name suggests, on Western Australia. Golden State trades under the code GSM or Golf Sierra Mike, to be sure. Its last sale price was 13.5 cents, giving it a market cap of 11.2 million. As listeners probably know, Golden State only listed in November 2018. That's why it does not suffer from the bloated issued capital of other juniors, maximising its share price leverage to expiration success. The company had a big 2020 drilling program, 28,000 metres or so of air core, as part of its systematic approach to target definition at its Yule project area, some 45 to 65 kilometres southeast of Port Hedland in the Pilbara. Data from last year's drilling has allowed Golden State to have a deep think about its 21 drilling program, which is kicking off about now with the help of a recent capital raising. Now, we all know that Pilbara has become an exploration hotspot because of the multi-million ounce intrusion-related Hemi Gold discovery by DeGray Mining, which is now a $2 billion company. DeGray is working on a resource estimate. Will it be five, six, seven million ounces? Who knows? Maybe 10 million or more. Golden State's 21 field season will be chasing hemi-style targets, as well as shareholder gold. The Pilbara is also benefiting from the dramatic increase in lithium prices in response to the world, waking up to the idea that if the electric vehicle revolution is going to be as big as most believe, there's going to be a need for a lot more lithium in a hurry too. Golden State's Yule project is also perspective for lithium. To break it all down for us and to tell us what to look out for in the months ahead, we again have Golden State's Managing Director, Mike Moore, with us today. Hi, Mike. Welcome back and thanks for your time today. Appreciate that, Barry, and a great intro. Much appreciated for that. Good on you. Now, first up, fill us in on what Golden State got up to in 2020 and how that has set the scene for the 21 drilling program. Well, it was a big year, as you alluded to. I mean, we've, um, you know, we completed, you know, 28,000 metres of air core drilling and no mean feat in itself. I mean, it's really supercharged our exploration efforts up there. I guess behind De Grey, there's been nobody else that's put that many meters into this particular region um, over that over that time period. You know, we had to be we had to be aggressive on on the back of that, you know, outstanding discovery. And I think it what's in what I think is interesting about the the De Grey discovery was that it took a few people a bit of time to cotton on to its significance. Mm. And there was some hesitancy, I think, early on in the market. And a bit of a resistance to to genuinely believe that this was something a little bit different from what we'd seen in the Pilbara before. You know that those guys already had a resource. You know, sort of sheer hosted stuff, fairly low grade, nothing that really lit the market up. And their discovery at Hemi really changed perception. And I think initially there was a resistance to just believe that it was true in in the first place then there was some resistance i think in terms of well what sort of scale have we got here because surely we've been here before with these sorts of discoveries and they quickly debunked that in terms of the scale because the amount of drill rigs they had active up there 
and the amount of money they actually raised and the amount of people that they were employing demonstrated that you know, these rigs were finding things and they were being put to work. And then there were there were questions over the metallurgy. You know, was this a refractory ore body? You know, that was that going to be an Im- impediment to its sort of success and its development? Well, you know, again, they've they've come back with their their various test regimes and debunked that theory. And I, and I think there's probably some hesitance in the market now, whereby investors are thinking, surely there can't be another one. You know, really. Um, but that just doesn't ring true. I mean, that thing. That thing at Emmy is going to be big. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know it. We all know it. We're just waiting for that first resource to come out. And, you know, they're working really hard on that. And I think that's going to open a few eyes. And, you know, this, the, the reason why we can't be dismissive of this particular part of the world is because of the cover. Um, mm-hmm. The geology, as you and I have discussed many times, Barry, is, is not exposed. So you can't make assumptions about that ground what we do know is those guys are onto onto a big one, and it's going to be a monster, and and it and it opens up opportunities for the few, and it is a very few number of companies that hold the balance of the ground up there. That's why it's so different to let's say someone like the goldfields, where you know it, it'd be almost impossible, let's say in and around Kalgoorlie, to put together seven hundred square kilometers of ground, mm. you know, <laughs> you know, on on the edge of a super pit. And and so we've got 700 square Ks. There are one or two other companies there that hold the balance of the ground up there. And so I think once there is a little bit more development, there's a little bit more advancement in terms of our exploration and that of others. I think people will see that there's very few companies there that have got that region locked up. And, and that cover is genuinely masking the opportunities, the geological opportunities up there. It does make it a little bit harder, admittedly, at the front end to make the discoveries. But what we've certainly seen is, you know, our our initial targeting was generated out of the geophysics. And, you know, at Yule South, those targets that were identified in the geophysics have turned up trumps in terms of that significant RC program from last year. So much so that we, you know, we're, we're desperate to get back there with the RC rigs and put some deeper holes into these targets because we they've got all the right markers. They really have. So we're really excited about this, this upcoming season and what it may bring. What's the timing of your of the season for you? When do you expect to be uh, drilling? Oh God, I wish I wish I was drilling, you know, six weeks ago. Um that we're just waiting for approvals and and up there there are there are there are various sort of drinking water catchments and bores. Uh, that, that 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 mean that we've got to put some process in place to uh, to, to to satisfy um, various authorities. It's not a case of um, you know if, but it's a case of when. So I'm hoping in the next few weeks we'll get those approvals, and then we can go out and get get the rigs ready. Um, we we again when we did the RC, we had to jump through a few additional uh, procedural and environmental hoops with respect to how we conducted that drilling. It's going to be the same for the RC drilling. Um, ultimately, you know, we will get those. We will get those approvals. We've got good people working on it right now, and we and we'll get out there. And you know, initially we planned two and a half, a small sort of two and a half thousand meter RC program. But with the work that we've done since Christmas, and we've certainly not been, um, you know, sitting on our backsides doing nothing. We've we've had some really good people in, you know, looking at the chips. I mean, we have analysed the living daylights out of those chips, and and also out of the geochemical data. 
that we've got. And that has massively enhanced our understanding of what we've got there. And, you know, in terms of, you know, elevated our own internal enthusiasm, it's done just that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very proud of that particular work. And, and so as a consequence of that, we've decided to put more meters into that um, Gold RC program in your South. So we've upped that to 4,000 meters. And I wouldn't be surprised if we push it further. Um, we, we're going to be focusing a lot more on um, our at-rig analysis and, and, and investigation. So we will have somebody up there with a binocular microscope analyzing these chips literally as they come out of the ground. Mm. So that we can we can react to what we're seeing in the geology, and, and that really will um, help us refine that drilling up there. And yeah, you know, we're we're pretty confident um, that you know we, we we should have something you know that um, significantly advances this project in the eyes of investors uh, on the back end of this particular program. Yeah, and of course, um, success in any of these holes will quite possibly dramatically change your drilling programs up there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, we just need to to be the first ones to legitimize this area's, you know, greater potential. And obviously the, the, the eyes of the investors, they're very much focused on Hemi. Those guys are, you know, 18 months ahead of us right now. And, and, and bearing in mind, it took them a long time to get to where they are and, and a bit of a mindset shift in terms of what they were targeting up there. Um, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't totally by accident that they found themselves in and around Hemi drilling. Mm. And, but, you know, and it was, it was, it was good geological sense that, you know, they were seeing these sort of lower grade hits uh, and, and they felt that they were onto something. And, uh, you know, and then when they were in that intrusive, they got that, that higher grade and broader width hit. And that was the one that really ignited um, their work up there. Mm. Okay. Uh, the way I've seen things evolve from the 2020 program is that you've, uh, divided the Yule into sort of three key target areas. You've just been talking there about uh, Yule South, gold, intrusive targets, hemi-style. But uh, Yule South, uh, lithium, number of targets, uh, yes. which is all very exciting given what's happening in the lithium market. Uh, what do you think you might have there? I mean, look, lithium has been on our radar there right from the very beginning. Um, and we engaged... Uh, a, quite a well-known in the trade that is um, consulting geologist Dr. Marcus Sweetapple. Marcus is a bit of a lithium guru, quite well regarded in that in that space. So Marcus has been with us and helping us since pre-IPO. So lithium has always been on the cards up there, and yeah, by virtue of the work that we did last year, that you know reasonably extensive. Air Corps program, you know, we, we've got those lithium pathfinders. But what, the one thing that we do know is that Yule East particularly is, is the tenement with the, the highest, you know, potential for, um, you know, for, for a lithium you know, discovery. And that wasn't part of our IPO package, but it was, it was a, an area of ground that Marcus highlighted to us pre-IPO that if it ever became available, uh, we should look to pick it up. And, you know, and fortuitously before this hemi frenzy, uh, this ground became available and we were we were able to apply for it. Mm. And, you know, so so that was sort of good background work. And, and, it, and it's very much uh, got a got a good uh, lithium and gold story there. Uh, it was drilled a number of years ago. There's a decent uh, anomaly there for gold and base metals, about nine K's. Um, so you know, it's got 
Unlike most of our ground there, it's had some previous exploration. So there are a few markers there. We've done the geophysical work, we've done the targeting, uh, and we've got a 15,000 metre programme planned this year for that. And so you know, we're quite excited about Yule East. Um, and Yule South has, you know, has obviously got, got all the right ingredients. We've got gold there and we've got all the elements that we're looking for. Um, and then there's Yule North. You know, that's, that's probably more a, a base metals play. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, that, that's probably later this year we'll get back up there, um, depending on how these next programmes go. Mm. And I mentioned earlier that uh, there'd been a capital raise. How are you off for funding for the 21 programme? Yeah, good. Look, we're, we're well set for the rest of this year. Obviously, we raised 3.2. We uh, we had um, about 1.7 in the bank when we raised. We've obviously spent a little bit since then. So, you know, we've got between sort of, you know, I think four and a half to 4.7 um, in the bank at the moment. So we're, we're, we're well set for the, for the rest of this year and, in, and into next year. And so we wanted to just insulate ourselves from, you know, whatever goes on in the market. So happy to get that done. It means we can, you know, you know, when you start to run the coffers down, the, the investors are, are more focused on on what's in the bank rather than the activities yeah, that you're doing. Your so next phrase, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So this this puts this um, you know, this bats this into next year. So at least most of the focus now will be on, you know, drilling and results. And that's that's what we want. Mm, okay. Now I think listeners would know that um, Golden State is a Garampero sort of stock, low market cap, going into a 21 uh, drilling program at refined hemi and shear hosted gold targets, as well as adding a lithium leg in the province, uh, known for its big time lithium deposits. But I'm just wondering what's been holding the stock back at these levels? Is it just a case of the market waiting to see what uh, 2021 brings? I think so. Uh... I mean, obviously, as an MD, you want that you always want the share price to be higher. I mean, one thing that will transform the stock is is a is what investors perceive to be an all-grade intercept, and that's what we're working on. That'll just materially change things. Um, you know, th- 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 there's been a lot of IPOs, lots of new shiny things out there in the market to to attract investors' interest. But I do know that we've got there, there are plenty of eyes on the stock, and and I think that. Once we get something that people see as a genuine, you know, all grade type intercept, um, it'll it, things will change and they'll change pretty rapidly. I think we've got good penetration. There's enough people that know about the story um, that, you know, once that news, if we can deliver that news at some point, I think those people will convert to being shareholders pretty quickly. And the one thing that I know is that we, as you've alluded, we we IPO'd at the back end of 2018, and that was a really, really difficult time to get IPO'd in the market, and raising money wasn't easy. And so we have got some very, very supported shareholders, you know, and they're, they're strong backers of, of what we're doing up in that part of the world. So it's nice to know that you've got some good, loyal people on the register, and that's really, really important. It's mm. It's important more so for the tough times. You know, when it's perhaps more difficult to raise money, you know you've got people that believe in the story and, and, and that are willing to continue to support you. So whilst there's a lot of new shiny IPOs out there, and, and, and obviously, you know, we're all competing for column inches, I think people understand our story. You know, we're gold, we're WA, we're 15Ks from a monster, um, and it's just a matter of time. And if we can deliver that, that appropriate drill result, I think we'll see, you know, things move pretty quickly. Mm, okay. Uh, now, 
you obviously have projects elsewhere in WA, <clears throat> WA, but the focus very much in the next 12 months is the Yule and pretty much it, it, that's it. It has to be, you know, for us, the, the opportunities there in terms of, um, you know, the geology, you know, very, you know, pretty underexplored. Um, and with what's going on next door to us, um, we absolutely have to focus on that. And that's where the, you know, we've got a, a large number of investors now that have come in on that story over the last 12 months. And that's where they want to see us, you know, put our money. And I think that's one thing that we've always demonstrated right from IPO. You know, we were drilling within three weeks of oh, even less than, than listing the company up at Q, um, looking to add value there. You know, we've been out at Full Mile Well and we put, you know, two drill programs and a lot of other work into Yule this last year. We're not a company that that, that sits on the money and twiddles our twiddles our thumbs. We, we we get out there, we put that money into the ground because you know, we know that our end of the sector, it's it's high risk, but it's often high reward. But unless you're putting money into the ground, you're not giving those investors a chance to convert um, into something with some real value. So it's a case of having to put that money into the ground and they're very comfortable that we, that we do that. You know, we run everything else pretty lean here and um, and it's all about getting getting dollars into the ground. And, and for us, you know, RC holes, into those targets, that, that's where we see the opportunity to really add value. Mm. Looks like it's going to be a big year for you. So, yes. Um, I know there's some, you know, still some uh, logistics to sort out and planning, whatever, but uh, if you could just wrap it up for us and give investors an idea when they'll see some action on the ground and uh, which project, uh, which targets will be tested, being tested first. I mean, you've got so many, I don't think you've actually named them all. Yeah, in a no, they've just got target numbers. Mm. And we often think about, you know, if we do get onto a discovery, crikey, you know, with people with birds and biscuits and cheeses and all sorts of things like that. So that's a bit of, you know, we sometimes fantasize about what we're ultimately going to call these things if we uh, if we're fortunate enough to make a discovery. But <laughs> but look, this 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 as soon as we get those those approvals, you know, hopefully in the next few weeks, it'll be RC rigs out there hammering out 4,000 metres in you know, the, the main targets, target one east, target one west and target five. They're all gold targets. They've all got great markers. Um, and then obviously off the back of that, if if we can if we can back end it, we'll, we'll hit those lithium targets as well at the same time. And then we've got, you know, we'll be waiting for those results. And then at the same time, hopefully we'll be mobilising air core rigs to get into Yule East and some additional air core on those other tenements, um, 15,000 metres as you know, we've got some great targets on Yule East that have been generated out of the geophysics. So, you know, really, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have fifteen or twenty to play with. But you know, we'll we'll play with what we've got, and and, and hopefully we'll, um, we'll we'll get onto something, and then um, you know we can do everything else justice. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't sort of understate the the opportunity here in terms of you know getting seven hundred square k's of ground. In, a, in an area where you know we know it's got great pedigree and, and somebody's already demonstrated that you know, we, we've got to be we've got to do our best and, and get onto a hopefully get onto a discovery this year and, uh, and then it'll be an exciting back end of the year in 2022. Mm. Now we're hearing a lot about uh, assay lab delays and uh, difficulties in getting rigs. Uh, you guys are on top of all that? Yeah. Look, the, the, I think the those assay times. Look, it was. It was sort of two and a half, three weeks last year. It, it's it's out a bit further than that now. Um, and but the, the one thing about everybody's having challenges with, with with approvals and getting rigged. So once you've got that approval, you just go out to the market and and you see who's available. So mm. you've just got to you've just got to jump in with both feet and 
and uh, and see who's got the capability and capacity to, to drill for you. And there might be a, a few weeks delay, but ultimately, you know, we've got the money and, we've, and we'll have an approved program. So it's just it's just a matter of time. But, you know, we'll, we'll maximise the opportunity and, you know, we won't cut any corners in terms of um, that rig. And that's why we want to have a, uh, a geo with a binocular microscope on mm. the rig so that we can expand that program and extend holes if we need to. All right. Well, um, we're also hearing, of course, that if you come, you, you pull out something, something in the core looks uh, particularly special, you can get prioritised through the assay yeah. lab. So hopefully you'll have a few of those before the year's out. So, Absolutely. Look, you, we go into any program with a with a with a with a you know with a sort of gentleman's agreement with respect to the assay labs that you won't take the Mickey. But if uh, you know if there are one or two samples there that look that look quite tasty, you can get a sort of three day turnaround on those as long as you don't take advantage of that. So um, absolutely you you can. You just can't make it uh, make it a normal thing. <laughs> that's right. Okay then Mike, uh, fantastic wrap up there for us and uh, just highlighting the well the, the leverage to uh, a still underexplored but uh, neighborhood with a monster gold deposit developing on not too far away and lithium leg coming in as well. So with that, I'll say thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Thanks, Barry. Look forward to talking next time. Cheers.